ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome to a very special State of Wrestling bonus show. If you're listening to the audio podcast version of it, then I mean, thanks for tuning in. If you're here live on Facebook, thanks for tuning in. If you're watching later on youtube.com slash not Sam, thanks for tuning in. This is, uh, see, I didn't come on yesterday to talk about the greatest Royal Rumble. Number one, because I was somewhat exhausted because I had done a morning radio show and then watched wrestling for five hours. So it was right. almost like, you know, let me let me let me take a moment, let me play with some PUBG, let me check and make sure my son's still alive, let me let me do some real life stuff. And I also knew that the next day, not twenty four hours Mm-mm. after the end of the Greatest Royal Rumble, I would have in the vivacious and beautiful, gorgeous Not Sam Studios, uh, uh, New York celebrity radio personality thank you the host of one of the most popular late night shows on youtube in general <laughs> thank you on the complex it's channel huge, yeah huge. i mean it's a big big deal after only three weeks youtube has already been knocking on his door there's, oh, there's yeah. offers coming in it's kind of amazing right and left um he's a guy who artist musical artists call up on the reg to either compliment or uh, trash but they call him directly that's right on the, on the phone yep that's drake, my phone drake used to call him on his cell phone that, exactly and i don't know that was really me i don't know if people are aware of that also every now and then he pops up on the wwe network ladies and gentlemen peter rosenberg is here welcome peter and and welcome for the first time to the not same studio well you know i've been very excited to come here and, and I check know, this out but you're a busy guy well i just want to say thank you for um Cutting me a discount. Sam only charged me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the WWE Network, I have to pay 15 grand every time. Well, I heard about that. I so, heard about that. So I was like, you know what? This is well, an it, opportunity. Yeah, but. Because I have a studio and I can also put your face on a screen. But you you were nice enough right, we've to known, only charge five grand. Well, we've known each other for a really long yeah. time. So thank right. you. I, listen, I'll pay you as soon as we're done here. <laughs> that this, was really funny. When I had. Uh, David Bixenspan on the podcast. I listened to that. You did to kind of have the. I had to know what they sounded like. Right to have the wrestling journalist. Debate. Let me and let me tell you what they sounded like. Uh-huh. Even nerdier than okay. I ever could have imagined. I just really got a kick out of it when, like, he was trying to meet me halfway and go like, and you know that stuff they say about Rosenberg paying to be on the WWE Network. I don't even think that that's true. I'm like the fact that you, the fact that yeah, you're even giving it credence. Like, I, I, what you, network? ever has people on like it's not it's not it's a not, telethon it's not a telethon it's not um cable access no of course not can you imagine like vince mcmahon is like i'm gonna create this network yeah and how are we gonna make our money back what if we don't get the subscribers we'll make people pay to host shows <laughs> yes of course so you don't want people who are like experienced talented broadcasters no 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 no, no, no. here's what they'll do they'll pay themselves yeah yeah the 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 kickoff show gig goes to the highest bidder <laughs> and let that little worm i know roberts can't really afford it but throw him in there he's only paying half of what rosenberg yeah, pays exactly give rosenberg more but let roberts go in there <laughs> anyway so yeah i did find that to be an, an entertaining episode of uh was that a state of wrestling that would no that was the sam roberts wrestling podcast he was sam the roberts. guest what's the difference between state of wrestling and, and the sam roberts state of wrestling is a segment on sam roberts wrestling podcast but i thought that this <laughs> wait but it goes within the, it's on the same feed it's on yeah but well, no, no no i mean it's on like every 
Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast has the state of wrestling. Like, there's the interview. Got it. And then there's the state of wrestling where we talk about the state what's of going wrestling. on right now. I like it. Okay. And since I figured you and I would be talking about the greatest Royal Rumble, and we were going to put this out not on Thursday, but today, as we're doing it, yes. this would be filed under state of wrestling. Because it's not an evergreen conversation. It's a conversation about right now. The state today, the day after the right. WWE GRR. But before, before we get into the non-evergreen stuff, I think we should... Talk a little bit about your because I think that I get it pretty bad from fans. I think you get it worse than I do. me. I do get. I, I, I'm jealous. I, I I wish I was treated like Sam Roberts. Well, because you, I thought that I had trouble uh, displaying humility on the air, and then I saw you, and I was like, oh, I'm doing fine. What, what do you mean on the radio? <laughs> on the radio, on television, on, like what? there's just no sort of like. Hey, what do I do? What do I do on the what, TV? When I see you, yeah, I don't get like, oh, he's just like us. I get like. Oh, he thinks he's better than Hold us. Hold on, but what, you think, here's my question. I agree with you. I, I do play that sometimes. But do you think on the network I do that? No, I mean, I, when I watch you on the network, I really don't. You're just a guy talking about wrestling. I think but, I look goof. I think I look goofily excited. Here's here's the thing. I think that sometimes like people are already like, uh, why does he get to be on the network? Well, of course. Same thing they do for me, right? And then when like you have the Peter Rosenberg, Bobby Heenan jacket on. Oh yeah, that's, that was. But the irony isn't like. The irony gets lost, I think, on people. Yeah. And I think that you're a little bit more aware of the irony than people realize. Yeah. And so people are like, he really thinks he's Bobby Heenan. And you're like, no. no well, I even think- Jerry Lawler thinks that. <laughs> right. You know, I think, I think Bobby <laughs> Heenan would be offended. He would be offended that you took his thing and decided to pay tribute to him by making your own thing. But I, I don't think that people realize that you're like a literally a lifelong wrestling fan that, I mean, I watched you because we were on, we were running... Kind of the same race, just taking completely different paths, but yes. simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Like, I met you at WrestleMania 24 yep. in Orlando, and we were both just like... No, then we met at the presser before presser before first, right? Or did we didn't meet till we got down there? I think we met at the presser. Maybe in, the presser Because they used... Up until four years ago, they would always do a presser yeah. in New York the week the of Hard WrestleMania Rock. at the yeah. Hard Rock. And yeah. you and I were among the handful of people that were always there. But you and I were also then... And I think you and I were more competitive with each other then than we are now. Right. But it's also because back then, you and I were the only people who were in radio, also trying to do wrestling stuff. And also, we were there were only a very few media types that were doing YouTube interviews with wrestlers. Yeah, that, that true. You and me were the ones doing Now everybody's doing it. Sure, Which course. is fine, and you should. But back then, like 10 years ago... Yeah, we were really the only ones doing it, so we would pop up at all these press conferences, and we would kind of be like, I remember the one that I felt like I finally got you was before WrestleMania twenty eight or maybe twenty no before WrestleMania twenty seven. Which one was that? That was the one that The Rock was hosting WrestleMania, yes. Miz and John Cena, mm-hmm. because we split off, and I took a gamble, and you took a gamble, and you went and interviewed Snooki, and I went and interviewed The Rock. And then we found out that both of those people, that was their last interviews. And I was like, I got The Rock. Yeah. I got, like, and that. And I got Snooki. Right. And you got Snooki. And I was like, I didn't mean to go there. By the way, for people listening, I wasn't like, ooh. They weren't like, who do you want, Snooki or The Rock? And I went, Snooki. Right. We just took different paths and I lost. Exactly. That one time. That was just the one time. You've had a lot of. No, I will tell you, I, I don't get, I do get offended on occasion 
Like after a kickoff show or something, you know, I've stopped looking at Twitter because it would just make me feel bad. I, I do too. But like, I would go on and I'd be like, I really thought I delivered like smooth. Like I know, I know my strengths in life. I know my weaknesses. And I'm if any if anyone ever listened to my radio shows, like mostly Ebro in the morning, you'd probably hear more about my weaknesses than you do in other places where I just don't have the the forum to talk about it. Sure, sure. But one strength I have is I'm a pretty smooth, solid broadcaster. It's what I've done for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I'll finish the thing where like nothing really happened of note. You know, I, I I talked about what you can get on the WWE Network. I interviewed a wrestler and I asked a question or two. I made a joke or two with Renee. But at no point did you sound like, why would he be on television? You were like, that sounds like a guy who who's, does who, things on television. <laughs> right. and, and, and a guy who's legitimately very excited to talk about this pay-per-view tonight. Right. Right. And that's what I, the job is. And I mean, I think... It would be silly for people to think for, to, that I don't realize that part of the job for me is also that the WWE recognizes I have a loud voice other places. Of course. So that's that's part of the appeal, obviously. Right. Um, that's why it says like when you show up, it's like from Hot 97 and ESPN. Yeah. When I show up, it's from Sirius XM because that, that, that's that, part of it. It's not just like... Let's find two guys with wrestling podcasts and put them on our show. We need the most knowledgeable, (laughs) passionate. That's not what it was. So I I guess I do get surprised that afterwards other wrestling fans are just like, oh, my God, he's the worst. I'm just always like, dude, I hate on people, too. I know what it's like to like not to think someone's not good or not. I just don't ever see anything that happens in that specific time frame that would make you the worst like the you're not sitting there arguing that you're the best no you're just sitting there going i don't think i did anything that qualifies me as the worst i think at the very least you'd walk away and go whatever he was a guy who's looks like he knew what he was doing just fine right that's it right i i I like him i don't like now listen i like i'll be honest i'm probably if you said well what would you rather have when you get off the air everyone trash you Mm -hmm. or people say nothing I'd probably I'll go with the trash right that's fine I don't want people to say nothing right but it does it does surprise me and when I meet people it's just interesting I very rarely I do every blue moon meet someone who like tries to talk trash or say something but you're talking about like two or three times out of thousands of interactions oh my god yeah it's a different world outside of Twitter it really, yo, know, it, it, and it's not just in the wrestling world. In everything, right? In your day to day life, being a local New York radio personality, I walk around, I meet people every day, and I just have the most lovely interactions. Absolutely. And then I go on social, and dude, even on my own pages, here's where you know people are insane, Sam. I don't follow one person I dislike. Right. I don't follow one and person. You certainly wouldn't reach out to them and be like, hey, at so-and-so, you This suck. sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, now, listen, I follow people I like who post things that I find annoying, and when they post something I find annoying, I don't say anything or like it. I just keep scrolling. Sure. I never am like, hey, I'm trying to think of a random person I follow. Hey, uh, Charlotte. Right. I hate this picture. What are you doing? <laughs> Get your life together. I just so you have to. It's a starting point of people who comment in that way. Do you do I pass judgment on people who comment that way? Yes, I do. I think it's an odd tendency. Yeah. To negatively comment, not positive. Positive comments make sense, right? Because you're like you're happy to share something. You want to give someone you like props. That's great. But you also know, yeah, because I, I mean, and I've, maybe you don't even know this then, I've realized now, I probably compliment more people now than I used to because I've kind of realized that people on all levels, like no matter how famous you think a person is. It feels good to get a compliment. People like compliments. Like yeah. I've complimented people that I don't think should care about what I have to say. 
And you just look at their eyes and they're like really appreciative that you said something nice. Well, because we live in a world now where people say negative stuff all the time. I yeah. mean, wrestlers deal with it all the time. I mean, right. we, I, I, we know from getting to be around how much there are certain people who are really affected by what people say. There are people whose matches end and they're sitting there on Twitter and you can see they're scrolling through right away to see what people think. I'll never say who. But there are certain giant stars in the WWE. Giant, in, not in stature or no, popularity. No, 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 in popularity. Yeah, yeah. That have Twitter alerts. Like the tweets come up on their phone, on their lock screen. And I'm like, I can't believe that. You mean not even for verified people? Just anyone. I don't know. It could be just, Maybe verif- just verified. It might be. I hope it's just verified people. It must be just verified people because the phone would never stop. But I saw somebody's phone just going crazy with... And I'm like, it just seems like torturous. Like, it doesn't seem like there could be anything constructive to come out of this. But yeah, well, I, and I just, you end up starting to, and now with the new complex show, I used to believe YouTube commenters were the scourge of planet Earth. And because this show lives on YouTube mm-hmm. and only lives on YouTube at this point, I obviously go look at the comments. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, well, now I'm taking legitimate input from these comments but just I've, a few I've, months ago I thought they were I, I, I literally right. if you said if you said what's the lowest form on planet earth I'd go cockroach worm YouTube commenter it's just so funny because my YouTube is usually way better than like Twitter or like I mean Reddit because well, it's your you know. but that's your it's your channel right yes it's your channel 100% so you still get an occasional hater which is a weirdo but by and large these are people who subscribed because they like your content it's my content yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what kind of loser right. subscribes to a YouTube channel they don't like right I subscribe to like 8 channels yours Hot 97 Complex right Places that I work and a couple that I like. And that's yeah. it. I don't do not understand why you would do that. Yeah, I mean, if you go through my YouTube history even, and it's like, I kind of like it. Because like, when I sign on to YouTube, here's what you might be interested in. And it's always stuff. It's like, what's WWE posted? I check, you know. Well, I follow hot, them as well. Yes. Your Hot 97 stuff. Right. I see what, you know, what kind of controversy your competitors are in on Power 105. Uh, uh, people trashing Mike Francesa always pops up. Because it's your favorite. Because I love, Fran- I love everything Mike, like the whole Francesa universe and story is like my favorite thing ever, as you know. Um, and yeah, and sneaker videos. You know what I mean? It's, it's like stuff all that you're interested right. in. Right. Every once in a while, I hit not interested. But um, anyways, yes, it, we have been on the same path, and it's been really fun. But do you think that here. people enough people realize that like you're there's there isn't that sort of cutoff when when it comes to the fans? Like there isn't really that cutoff between them and you. Meaning that like you know a month before, honestly, you and I were sitting at a house show in Westchester after we were already doing the kickoff show. Yeah, we both you and I had already done I think one each. Yeah. And we still both were sitting in the audience. At re- with regular tickets. Did I ha- yeah, I was like, hey, I got two tickets to this house show in White Plains. Do you want to come? And you're like, yeah. Like, it wasn't like, oh, WWE, just so you know, we're coming. It was like, we're just... No, we just... Uh... I mean, I went to the last garden show. You saw, I was like, I was going to sit up in the ESPN box, but I was like... Yeah, I went down and visited. We're just so... sitting on the floor. It, it's, it's like... I've like, always... Do you, think, do you think that people enough people realize that you, you and I, but you, because I'm asking you are just a fan of this stuff like them who happens to have worked in this field that you and then really pursued it really aggressively and created this dream i i I don't if you did know that i feel like how could you hate on it right i'm sure people would find a way but no i don't think people know that in fact i ran into someone recently who works at wwe 
And in a like in a random quick honest moment, they were like, "Yeah, I totally like had no interest in meeting you because you were just like some dude who got a job here who didn't deserve it." And blah blah blah. And it was so funny. Just within that same few day period, I had met someone else who had told me they'd sent me an email, and they were like, "Man, I really enjoy your grind." You know, I don't think a lot of people realize that you're basically like an indie wrestler who made it to WWE. You worked indie shows. You hosted TNA's podcast. Dude, you and I, here's something I don't think anybody knows. You and I together were put on to do commentary on a show in Yonkers. Yeah. You remember that? I mean, this is years ago. Yeah, of course. And we both showed up to do commentary together on an indie show. Yeah. And we got there early and we were sitting at the table with the ring right there and right before the show started, they came out and they were like, oh, we don't have mics. Oh my and God, I do forgot. Do you remember that? I remember the ones we did. Right. I we, forgot there was one yeah. with no mics. They were like, there's no mics. And then, so what do we do? Do we just do nothing? Nothing. Yeah. I ended up just going home. I was like, that this is it? Like, And they weren't even like, so you guys can go home. They weren't even nothing. No, just there's no mics. There's no mics. You can still sit at this commentary table and talk about what you see. What? <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah, you mean just to each other? Well, by the way, and I had, in my run of doing um, PWS shows, I, I'm guessing there was around, I did around 10, 8 to 10, something like that, over time. I don't think I ever, I'd have to ask Eric, who ran it, I don't know if I ever got paid. Right. Maybe once or twice he gave me 50 bucks, but I don't know if I, if I ever got paid. That's just one segment of, like, bit. of BS stuff that I did. Yeah. Not counting both things that you and I both did, like showing up to every opportunity there was to be at a press conference or... Peter and I were both at the uh, McMahon's Mega Millions press conference. Every... And by the way, that was the spot that we got to interview Vince, Vince McMahon. McMahon. Both no. of us did that. So it was like... Great call. It really worth it. it. Yeah. yeah. So like all of those steps... The TNA relationship for years where I did their podcast, when they would run in Brooklyn, I would go like ring announce or be a special manager or like I'd always be involved in it. <laughs> you know what I loved? That when you went through your whole thing of not knowing who War Machine was. Yeah. War Raiders, by the way. They changed their name. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, you mean I was right at the end. War Raiders. Okay, got you, it. The, go the, that you didn't really know who they were and then you miscategorized categorized ring of honor as indie which i did i was like you know that, that but by the way i didn't mean that i didn't believe no, no, no. that either the, the the second part of it when everybody got on you i was like okay this is a witch hunt now this is ridiculous the first part i was like oh he that was a uh, he, he he flubbed that one up he should have probably known who war should, machine was well no no i should have i should have known i i could have should have known who war machine was but when i said ring of honor Indie, blah, blah. I wasn't it was calling just them you. indie. No. I was saying, and, forget it. And people didn't even know, like, you were at the Hammerstein doing work with Ring of Honor eight years ago. You oh, did, video, like, commentary There's, vi- there's video, and by the way, I was getting hated on back up. There's video of me getting booed when I come out to Ring of Honor. Right. I was, that, that's when you're talking about um, Kevin Steen being there. Right. This is, I was there. I already did all that. <laughs> and that was, that was just one day. Right. I went, I also worked um, shows with them in Philadelphia. There's uh, me and Colt Cabana. I've literally, in every sort of thing right. that all the nerds love, I did something there and not only worked it, but helped promote it. Like, yeah. did whatever I could to support it. Like, I literally did everything you could do and then so it would just be nice if if, if everyone be like that's so cool that sam and peter have that opportunity and while we definitely get those people and i want to be clear of course we meet way more people who are like dude so cool right 
people's hate just oozes out of them so bad. Like, yeah. And here's where I'll get to the part where people end up disliking me. Like, if you don't like it, do what I did and just work harder. Yeah. And be better. Yeah. At it. I. This. We worked our asses off to get there. So if you think you can do it, there's maybe there's a chance you can. For most of you, you're pro- probably not a good chance. But for some of you, maybe you're really good at broadcasting. Go for it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why when we started doing stuff with WWE. I reached out to you right away because they brought us on at the exact same time. And, like, I think we both had that same sort of, like, you know what? You're the only person that if they were going to bring on two people, I'm actually happy that you're the other person because we were right there yeah. doing the same thing at the same time. It's like, no, like, there's – I have no – Well, it's interesting, too, because if other people were to get the spot, if they were big wrestling fans like us, people would hate them even more than they hate us. And the only people that they will like are people who are do not seem like huge wrestling fans. Like what? Like what meaning, do you mean? meaning, I believe people have a tendency to hate on people who are like them. So if they see us and they're like, dude, oh. they, they're both. Why them? They're just like because me. Because it feels attainable, and why didn't I attain it? But if it's some random person who's like, they're not even that into wrestling, they just happen to be talented. Like a lot of the broadcasters at WWE, they're just broadcasters right, who were hired. It, right. It's almost like you wouldn't look at any of the other broadcasters and go like well why are they there you go oh they're there because they're a broadcaster and they got hired to do that whereas for us because we have been people have been aware of us from before and we've been on the scene for so long and we are such like outward wrestling fans we deserve it less right even though in fact we deserve it more right Right, because we're the ones that really did the broadcasting had, part and loved the rest. And wrestling. have been live tweeting Raw since Twitter started. <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? like, <laughs> well, but anyways, enough making ourselves feel better. Right. Uh, it's been really fun, and uh, yeah, getting to do it at the same time, yeah, has been pretty cool. Have you have you made uh, your plans for Chicago? What do you mean? Like I know I'm MITB. Are you what's TB? Money in the bank. Oh, am I? T- I thought you said MITB. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm and uh, and take over that weekend too, right? It's well, that's, a, I, that's the, what we we always work. We both work when it's a big four, now big five, right? When there's weekend. a takeover and a and so, a show. Uh, yeah, um, I I think I think Alexis actually this is the first time Alexis coming with me for a weekend. What a city! Oh my god, Chicago in June is about as great as any city can be. It's, Have you been to Chicago before? Yeah, we went. We we took a trip there last summer, and we were gonna go to Toronto that weekend. Yeah, I didn't realize it was Money in the Bank. I messed up. So I have to throw away my Toronto tickets, which stinks. But since I'll get to travel already to Chicago, I right. just bought Alexa a ticket to come with Smart. me. We'll spend Saturday. We're gonna go to a White Sox game. Blah blah blah. Come visit you, maybe a takeover. Yeah, and definitely. Then, and then work the next day, which is great because uh, it's this. I think it's the second year in a row that Money in the Bank is on Father's Day, mm-hmm. and so it's literally my second Father's Day, and it's also my second Father's Day that I'm missing. <laughs> well, listen, you're setting a tone of bad fathering early. But by the way, Father's Day is my day, right? Where would I, you know me, if it's my day, and I'm a father, and it's Father's Day, is there, where would I want to be besides money in the bank? That's the only place you'd want to be. That's where I so want to spend my So if it's Father's, Father's day. day, no one should feel bad, and I'm sure Jess doesn't. I'm sure she's thrilled for you. Now, it wasn't the same conversation when she found out I was going to Los Angeles for the radio show on Mother's Day. Um, so that's, but that's a totally, um, that's a totally different. When conversation. is Mother's Day? Again? The thirteenth of, of May. May. Yeah, that's coming. You're going up. to L.A. You're going to Los Angeles that day. Yeah. To do some radio. Yeah, yeah. Jim and I are going because Sirius has you know studios in L.A. 
So we go out there every like several months. Yeah, and you to and just you do a to, string of shows in LA and get good guests and yeah, you tap in attempt to yeah, attempt to Jim's <laughs> or at least Jim, you know, random comedy friends and oh, things definitely, like that. definitely yeah. like like yeah. I mean, Bill Burr's out there and Burt Kreischer's out there and hopefully Joe Rogan's out there. You know what I mean? Like all that. Is Jim Norton good about like bothering his friends to come do the show or no? Uh, yeah, yes. I mean, here's what Jim Norton was great at. When we were first launching the show, we went to L.A. like right at the launch, and he bothered his friends to get both of us on their shows. And we ended up doing like – we didn't do Joe Rogan that time. There was a reason. I don't remember why. But like we did everything else. We did Corolla. We did like all of those shows. Which was awesome because it's giving you promo to start the show. Exactly. By the way, are, are there people watching it on Facebook? Do you know that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All people uh, – What are they saying? Um, saying shut up. Talk about wrestling. No this, one cares. We hate you. This guy says, uh, two guys with mics who don't know wrestling. They just try to speculate like the average fan and what needs to happen. Yet, Sam is a real journalist that doesn't report anything but wrestling. What? I don't know. I don't he, know what He that dissed means. you, but at the end, was that a compliment? I have no clue. And wait, you're a real journalist? No. When did I hear him? Where, where, where? <laughs> I'm not a real journalist, but I was shocked to find out you were. No, I've, I've actually made it clear and got up on a soapbox to announce to the world. Not a journalist. Even sort of. No, no, I'm a broadcaster. Right. Not I'm a journalist. The last professional broadcaster. In that fight I had with Drake, the aforementioned fight I had with Drake, he, yeah. he, he accused me of being a journalist and being unfair, and I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Not a journalist. Right. Pay, I'm paid to be a personality. Right, you're a personality on the radio. So if I have bias towards you, I'm not saying that's cool. But know that it's not being a bad journalist. It's right. just being a human being who and, talks on the radio. And by the way, personalities are allowed to have bias. Exactly. You're paid for your opinion. And by the way, journalists also have bias. They're just not supposed to. Precisely. What else are they saying? Precisely right. Anything uh, else interesting? It says, uh, I love you guys. My husband and I listen to both podcasts every week. Ooh. One person says, you, you kind of look like Joe Rogan, actually. I'm assuming I, that's you, not yeah, me. Yeah, I got a lot. Of, I do get that. I'm, uh, the, I'm the fat Joe Rogan. Thank you. Yeah. See, Jesse Davis gets it. Jesse Davis gets it. He that, simply writes... On Facebook, I grew up with the posters of these guys on my wall. And you know why he wrote that? Why? Because I live my life like my favorite film, Rockstar, starring Marky Mark Wahlberg. Right. Where he goes, I grew up with the poster of these guys on my wall. And now I'm one of them. Proof that if you work hard and you want it bad enough, dreams do come true. You know why? Why? Because Mark Wahlberg is in Steel Dragon. Used to be in a tribute band. A Steel Dragon tribute band. Now, he's in Steel Dragon. In the movie. In the movie. Right. Wow. Steel Dragon, yeah. That's a, yeah. I'm interviewing Steel Panther on Monday. No, 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 no. For what? I just want to... I, I, I was dragged to one of their shows in Vegas yeah. by... Um, Graves and some other people we work with. I mean, they're a great band, but and it's I, just I loved not... it. I loved. I just. I love mock. I love mock. Anything. So you like the darkness? I don't know the darkness. Uh, I'm, I'll introduce you to the darkness. You'll fall in love. But so I just love. Where mock. are you going to put the interview? Hot 97's YouTube page, I believe. My angle. Really? <laughs> my angle is. My angle is this. <laughs> okay. They hate everything but metal, right? Like they think everything oh, else sucks. Steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like their whole angle is like. The only thing that matters is metal, right right? right? right, And so I just think it'd be funny to like have them in a hip hop station and be like, "So you said some things, argue, of it, yeah, yeah, argue that point, and kind of argue the point <laughs> yeah, with no, them." I so like I just think they're so funny that, and the visual of them in studio Incredible. is going to be phenomenal. Incredible. If you've never checked out Steel Panther, they are worth checking out. They are hilarious. Yeah, the darkness came out in like early two thousands when I was in college. 
and we were up late one night and the video for I Believe in a Thing Called Love came on like MTV2 or something mm -hmm. and it was like you know the, we just had like a my buddies had had a house party it had just sort of everybody had left we were just kind of in that space and this video comes on at like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and we were like oh my god what is this because it's like an 80s hard rock band, but it's now, and there's like an octopus with tentacles in the video. So it's very similar. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I, Are I, they popular? They, you know, yes. Still, I, didn't yes. Know, I didn't know that Steel Panther was like an L.A. thing. Yeah, no, no, no. The Darkness is popular. That first album was like mainstream popular. Really? It ended up being a hit single, I believe in a thing Are you Love. Were you into um, Tenacious D's first album? No, I mean, I appreciate it, but I wasn't you into like it. You weren't like I don't dislike them but it wasn't my thing ever got it yeah okay. just curious yeah all right let's get into the greatest royal rumble the grr here the grr and yeah respect to peter rosenberg for doing a morning show and an afternoon show and then sandwiching in between the greatest royal rumble that's kind of cool i did shout out to um our friends yep i like wrestling that's right they had a viewing party at legends i popped by i only got to hang out there for like Three matches, and then I watched the rest on my computer when I got back to uh, the Michael K show. But yeah, I was wait. So while you were doing the Michael K show, you were watching Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's be clear about something. Uh -huh. I loved. Like, if I didn't have my afternoon show, mm -hmm. I'll say this: my no, I, there are two things that I think should be completely lauded and celebrated about the Greatest Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. The second we'll talk about momentarily, which mm -hmm. is Titus O'Neil. The first thing. We should get. I mean, we should get there when we get there. To tell you the truth, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. The first thing, though, was the idea of this occasional weekday, middle of the day pay per view was really fun. I haven't had this much fun since probably since the UK tournament. I watched the UK tournament live. Uh, I wasn't even planning to. I just did it on a whim, and it was like Saturday afternoon wrestling. It was awesome. The UK tournament still. Even with the Greatest Royal Rumble, the UK tournament, and maybe it was because I had zero expectations for it, I think the UK tournament is my favorite network original thing that's happened since the network. Oh, wow. Like, I just loved it so on much. On principle, and yeah, part of it is it existing at a time in which you're just not used to right. consuming. Right. I mean, that I could come home, right? So my radio show ends at 11. I get out of the city as quick as possible, drive back to Westchester. I got home, like, right at 12. I can put on my show. I can watch the entire five hours. I got Uber Eats from Applebee's Wow! as I was watching. Well, it was a special occasion. That's right. And I literally just was like, what are you going to do for lunch? I was like, Uber Eats? And she was like, from where? And I was like, Applebee's. And she was like, you really are celebrating, aren't you? Well, so I got to And I was like, it's, it's the greatest Royal Rumble. This is the greatest Friday. Now, are you, are you really a, an Applebee's guy? I'm not a Tenacious D head, but I'm an Applebee's head. Wow. I so love funny. chain restaurants. I love, so do I. I, mean, I, but I, think my... I love chain okay. restaurants, but I think Applebee's is terrible. In you my do. in my personal experience, it all the the food was always just like, I don't know. I always just get chicken fingers platter and mozzarella sticks. All right. So basically you're pretty safe with that no matter where you go. Like chilies, I get I get the same thing every restaurant. Chilies, I get boneless buffalo wings oh, with fries, oh, yeah. corn on the cob, sure. and Dr. Pepper free refills. Oh. Chili's is an outing. What, what about Ruby Tuesdays? Ruby Tuesdays has a terrific uh, sampler platter. Like a lot of places, oh, yeah. they screw up the sampler platter by throwing in spinach dip or something like that. You that don't, I don't want, want that? No. I love spinach dip, but, but not like you. when you're like a, a, a appetizer platter that everything's fried, oh. mozzarella sticks yeah. and boneless they, they, wings. They call that the Roberts. That's, that's the Roberts. That's the Roberts the, special. The Roberts is you get a couple of uh, they call it the boneless last, buffalo. They call it the last professional platter. The <laughs> 
<laughs> you get you get three boneless buffalo wings. Yes. Two or three mozzarella sticks. Yes. French fries. Some bone-in wings as well. Oh, you'll take the bone-in. I, I love when there's an because it's so unnecessary hmm. when there's an appetizer sampler that has boneless wings and, and the bone-in bone in wings. <laughs> Why would you have both? But I just out of principle, just that they would do that. Enjoy yourself. I love it, and I enjoy myself. But so yes. All right. So, so yeah, Friday I, I was didn't, a thrill. I enjoyed that, and I liked the idea of every blue moon there being this pay per view where like you and your buddies take off work and yeah. like we're going to some place to watch. Like, yeah. I, that you can't do it often, but it was fun. Right. Right. And I think that that's also like again why. And I think the show showed itself as it should be categorized as something other than a pay-per-view. And Agreed. I think for everybody that goes like, oh, they should do a WrestleMania in the UK or a SummerSlam in Australia or whatever, because of the time difference and because we live in a culture where things that are – it has to be live because otherwise we have the results. It has to be live. Mm -hmm. I think that there should be more international events. But I think they should be more like what we saw with the Greatest Royal Rumble. That they should be like network specials. I will say, though, don't you think, though, considering it's a Sunday, and I personally, for every other activity except WWE, mm -hmm. prefer Sunday to be earlier. I do not know how big a loss they would have if they had a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania that aired at 2 o'clock. Like, football gets great numbers That's on true. Sundays. That's like, true. Football what? is... A, but you know what? I mean, at least in the fall, they don't want to compete with football. No, no, but in, in WrestleMania season, right. right? if they were to do a UK one, right? Humor me. 3 p.m. start on a Sunday, which yeah. is 8 p.m. in the UK? But we're just so ingrained into that, you know, uh, 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 almost like a, like a show. A show happens at night. You're going to see the show. Right. And that's what it has well, to be. For the, the, view, the, 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 the live audience would still have that. But for me, I'll just say for me, I would enjoy it. I'm not saying I'd want it all the time. Right. But if they did a SummerSlam or a Mania overseas and it was on like noon or two o'clock or something like that i think there are a lot of people who would be psyched and go like this makes my life easier i i have kids i need to go to bed early on sundays like let's be honest wrestlemania ends late if you're on the east coast well, you, yeah i think that a lot changed too when they started doing five hour plus kickoff show pay-per-views yeah like that's like a totally different well, mania was seven hours this year yeah it's one thing like, if you're going to say, okay, we're going to start at 1 o'clock, we're going to be done at 4, it's almost like, well, the sun's still out, guys. What are we doing? But if you're like, we're going to start at 1 o'clock, we won't be done until 9 p.m., you're almost like, okay, that makes a little more sense. Right. Because 1 a.m. is tough. And and, and and if your friends have a party for it, you pop show up around 2.30, 3 o'clock. Right. Like, it, it works pretty well. Right. I, I don't hate it. So, yeah, I agree with you, though. In general, and I'll say that. That's the audience my... at the party looks like WrestleMania in Dallas. Where the first three matches went on with no audience. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. But my my first thought though, and I told you about this early, was I did I was disappointed in the sense that it was built up like a really important pay per view by the end. Yes. And the results were not what you would ever get from a really important pay per view. Yeah, I think if anything, in hindsight, that is probably the thing to to think about is how do you promote something like this? I think that. It absolutely should have been on the network because for the same reason that I still think that in December, Starcade from North Carolina should have been on the network. Just because it's something cool, you're only doing it once. I'd like to see it. I can't be there, but I'd like to see it. Sure. You know, and most of us can't go to Saudi Arabia, but I want to see what's going on over there. I want to see what they're doing. Um, so, but I do think that you're right in the sense that it should, and, and I think that with the card this loaded, they wanted to get as many network subscriptions as they possibly could, which makes sense business-wise. But I do, you know, I, I, I wrestle with it because I, 
now in hindsight, I'm like, I wish that they had just said this isn't WrestleMania Part 2. This is just a network special. But if they had said this was just a network special, we would have known going in, there's not going to be any title changes. And maybe people would have been a little more lackadaisical about it, which... What would you rather do? Do you want to lower expectations so that no, people you, you enjoy gotta, the show, or do you want people's expectations to be high so they tune in? You want the latter, but in order to do that, you got to give us one thing right. that makes it amazing. For example, I thought Hogan would come back. If you had done that, if Hogan had come back, all right, well. <laughs> I remember, t- yeah, we were texting as the show was going on, and you said at the very end of the show, you were like, I'd like one surprise now. And I texted you, and I'm like, you're not getting a surprise. This is what this show is. Big, strong Braun Strowman being shown off in front of the Saudis. I'm like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with that, but it's almost like once you get into the show, for me, I figured it out after the first match. So the first match was Triple H versus John Cena. An amazing way to start, kind of crazy. You could almost And, and really cool because it could be the last time we ever see them in a the ring together. I could easily see that. Right. You could almost see the way the matches were put together, the fact that we have a John Cena versus Triple H match with zero build-up, just the two two of the biggest stars ever. Uh, Rusev-Undertaker match, zero build-up, just Undertaker versus bad guy in a casket match. You can kind of start putting the, the pieces together. That of this course. Is, this is being booked like an old-school pay-per-view. Yep. Like a, like a pay-per-view from the early 90s where it's just kind of a... Honestly, feel can, good. Well, let's be honest. It's it's actually also booked like an even right now MSG house show, super deluxe, 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 version. deluxe. But but yes, but every once in a while, dude, that Garden House show will be like, oh, we have the Undertaker back right. against two. Oh, that's random. Well, Undertaker's winning, or Brock's oh, coming, or Brock Brock's gonna be there. Oh, Cena and Triple H, they don't even have a story together. But I want to see that match. Exactly. So yeah. it, it was a similar thing. But again, we keep coming back to it. The last few weeks, they started pushing it as if like, and and by the way, we're all such loyal fans mm-hmm. that everyone I talked to by the end, even though at first people were dubious, mm-hmm. everyone bought in. Yeah. Everyone was like, all right, I'm here. I'm yeah. here. I'm ready. And I think even doing little things like having a tag team eliminator, like that built in is, yes. is at least two weeks of buildup. Like we're now, now we're invested. Oh, and by Monday, by Pat, this past Raw right. and SmackDown. This really is going to be the greatest Royal Rumble. It, exactly. <laughs> they started every 20 minutes. They were giving you the plug. Like, this is a really big thing. Right. So I do think that while I enjoyed it overall, I wanted either something crazy to happen, one surprise we didn't expect. Just Other than Swaggle? Except for Swaggle. That was that a surprise. Mean, does Swaggle come back on Monday? I mean... And I think it was just for Saudi Arabia. Yeah, probably. Um, well, I've heard he, I heard Swaggle was, is huge in Saudi Arabia. Well, figuratively. That's what I meant. <laughs> so uh, I figured that, that the show was going to be what it was. And I didn't have a problem with it once I figured it out when John Cena beat Triple H. And I'll tell you why. Because storyline-wise, it makes no sense to have John Cena beat Triple H. Because it's pretty clear to me that the story that's been told from from the time that John lost to Roman Reigns in, like, what was that, October? Mm-hmm. Since then... John went from that to having a fairly unremarkable Survivor Series match to losing every match he's been a part of since then to getting completely stomped over by The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Rusev got a, had a better time with The Undertaker than John Cena. So in my mind, I'm going, okay, clearly this is a long play, mm-hmm. and clearly this is to build to a match where John Cena makes his Rocky comeback, like where John Cena has the one pinnacle match where it's like, I just don't know if I have it anymore. And then he pulls it off one more time. Right. You'd have to think that's where we're going. I believe that that's where we're going, and I like it. 
the fact that John Cena beat Triple H interrupts that story. I think that we're going to be able to just push it under the rug and move forward anyway. It's not going to be that big but of a deal. But it would have been easier had that been something that like wasn't advertised on a really high pay-per-view. But then I was like, oh, wait. You got a whole bunch of kids in the crowd in front of a market that never gets WWE. And you have to give you them. You have the biggest mainstream star in the company wrestling, right, in, in the opening match. If if this show is not about the day-to-day storyline, it's about something bigger, where it's just about presenting your business to this brand new audience, John Cena has to win that has match. Has to win. If this, if this is about storyline, then Triple H has to win this match. And when John Cena won, I'm like, okay, this is about a presentation to this group, and we as fans in, in America and elsewhere need to sit down and just enjoy the fact that there's we're, an afternoon show on. Exactly, that we're getting to watch. We're looking in yes. on someone else's show. This show's for them. This show's for them, it's not the, for us. But by the way, the same way a televised Madison Square Garden house show is from the Garden. It's for the Garden. That's and, a real, you know what? And That's the, Beast, the way to look at it. The Beast in the East show was for Japan. Right. We just got to look at what a house show looks like in Japan. That is a perfect way of looking at it. That That's the balance right there. We got to observe this thing in Saudi Arabia. Right. And, and that's it's super really, cool. It's amazing it was, that it's happening. Right, but we... And and again, we ended up feeling, though, when it started, as if like, oh, wait, this is just the greatest Royal Rumble. Right. When it's it like, just happens to be in Saudi Arabia. It really should be the Saudi Arabian Royal Rumble. Exactly. That's, exactly that's right. what it was. Exactly. Um, right. That's a good way of looking at it. It was fun to see Cena get that win and get to see them have a little bit of a moment. And you could tell from the, just the second it started, the role Triple H was playing. I got to give credit to the Saudi Arabian fans. I don't know how long WWE has been available there. I have no clue of the history of that, but I'll tell you one thing. They knew who to boo, who to cheer. Absolutely. They knew. Did you hear the pop when Triple H spit his water? Yep. They knew everything that happens. You, and and I think people were criticizing it because that front row of VIPs were not reacting to anything. But it wasn't about that front row. No, it was about the sound of the stadium. Exa- a lot of front rows and a lot of events don't react exactly. because they're rich. Exactly. But, but yeah. the sound of the stadium, the fact that everybody got cheered. There were there was I've heard that there were fans... Uh, you know, I talked to the WWE universe, and they were a little worried okay. that uh, they, they were. Uh, there was a concern that you might have a, a stadium show full of people sitting on their hands because I don't know what this is, and I don't know if they're fans and blah blah blah. But no, they cheered. They like not only did they cheer the good guys and boo the bad guys, they actually knew to boo Roman Reigns. They did, which but, is but, like next level. So I watched that match without volume. How how much booing was there? It wasn't, it wasn't WrestleMania loud, level. Right. It wasn't like oh boy, but it was definitely like oh they know, oh they know, you know. So so let's go match by match. Okay, sorry. Before we get there, no, you're right. Let's so yeah, it was just, and we don't have to, actually. You know what? It's gonna be interesting too because we really can just focus on the matches that have because like we just said, the results have no significance. Right, right. right. So no, no, none of them really do. But so yeah, it was just cool to see Triple H and John Cena in yes. that match, and it was what we thought it would be. It was one of those things where it's like. These guys represent generations, and there was a time when that match was like, okay, we've seen it before enough. But now that both John Cena and Triple H are oh, in completely different places, yeah. it's super, super interesting. No, again. we'll remember that moment. That, that'll that ultimately in the wrong one. That's one of the two takeaway moments from that event. I will say— Are you giving, you giving Titus the other one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that the Byron—and it was echoed, I think, by Cole, but Byron said, like, if there's a Mount Rushmore, both of these guys are on it. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about how many spaces there are in Mount Rushmore. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about four. If if, if it's four, which there's is, only two left outside only, of John Cena and, and Triple, Triple H. H. That, now you could totally argue for. What them. are you gonna do? I mean, John Cena. If you're looking at a Mount Rushmore, that's John Cena, Triple H, Austin, and Rock. 
Because it's tough to argue that Austin and Rock then, aren't. Then there's no Hogan and Flair. Or Undertaker. Or, or Undertaker. Sean, or Sean, or, yeah. Sean's off. Sean's, Sean's off. We have so to So is Brett. I, you know what? And Brett, I know Brett is my guy. Yeah. He's off. You know what? My guy, my other guy, Savage, off. Like, And that's... That's tough. a real tough one. Oh, no, the, but but we're just, I'm ripping the bandit off right now. Yeah. Let's be honest. The conversation you're really having is, I guess, Cena, Triple H, Taker, Flair, Hogan. I mean, here's the thing. I think Triple H's contributions have been so much so outside of the squared circle. That you just take him off and let him... Yeah, but the same reason you wouldn't put Vince McMahon on. Well said. Right? So I would probably put... And honestly, Triple, Triple H was... Here's the thing about Triple H. At what point was he... The guy. Yeah. Well, you know, when like did he carry it? He's always been amazing, like an underrated worker's worker. Like he really is the real deal. He can make anyone look good, but that wasn't real. I don't think that's what his role was. That was Austin's role. That was Hogan's role. That that's been Undertaker's role. I don't know if it's been Triple H's role. Although I don't know if it's been Undertaker's role either. I don't. Yeah, I think. I don't know if you, if you're going to argue Undertaker, you would probably also argue Triple H. Yeah, they're the same argument. Um, and I think that Triple H did have some time. Triple H post quad injury, mm -hmm. the loudest live reaction that I've ever heard. Return of the Garden was the Return of the Garden. I mean, it was the loudest thing I'd ever heard. Triple H was right up there in that moment, and yep. then Triple H went on this really interesting journey, though, because the internet turned on him. But he went with it, and he became a heel in evolution, and this whole thing started. And I think that a lot of Triple H's time as being one of, if not the most valuable guys in the company, was as a bad guy. So he wasn't technically the guy that was carrying it. You know what I mean? What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yes, that's fair. Um, and by the way, I want to say this. To me, here's what I'll say about Triple H. As opposed to putting Triple H on the Mount Rushmore, mm -hmm. I'd rather have him be the underrated guy who's not in that category. Right, that should be. Right, yes. like he's, that's the conversation. He's the guy that you go, oh, what about Triple H? And I don't think he'd want it a different way. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he sees himself as that, even though he's been so good for so many people and he's made so many people better. Yeah. Is, I, is Triple H bigger than The Rock? No, I mean, in terms of money, no. You couldn't say that. In terms of star power, no. You couldn't. I mean, I I don't. And better Matt. He has he has more matches. Of course. I mean, he's got, and, he's got so many good ones. I and mean, he's given us this like he is the future of the business. Right. You know he's he's but, I mean I I think if you're gonna do Mount Rushmore, it's, but you got to take that part out of it by the way for the Mount Rushmore. Part. Of course, it's just right? wrestling. It's, wrestling. it's just the character. Right. So I think it's uh, to me I think it's Hogan Flair Austin Rock. I think I think that's it too. You know I think it's tough to argue that. But, okay. And remember, you're leaving out, of course, huge everyone pre night Hulkamania. Everyone else is off. And Flair. I mean, Flair, you get to keep Flair, too. Right. But, but there's Flair, a, ton Flair of Flair of people. Yeah, I mean, Bruno, Bruno San Martino. Bruno just San Martino away. and Bob Backlund are not, not psyched about uh, that. Sa Backlund's never. Not even, even close. Not even close. Not even close. I, I would have said Harley Race. There are other people I would say. Definitely. Fez. Uh, there are other names that I would be like, yeah, I'd rather have that argument. Right. No disrespect to Backlund. No. The character just was not a character. No. Sam Martino, you go back and watch, especially after the last few weeks, and you go, I got to tell you, the last two weeks, so the couple days before Sam Martino died, I had this, I, someone told me a story about Sam Martino, and I told it on my podcast, so I'll tell it on yours because you'll like it. Um, Sam Martino was inducted in 2013 right. when Trump was inducted. Right. At the and, Garden. And 
San Martino is so over mm-hmm. that Trump was supposedly kept bringing people to meet San Martino because essentially that's how over Bruno San Martino right, is. Right. So the guests of Donald Trump, like, oh, hey, this is so-and-so. He owns X bank and he does this. Yeah, and the guests of Donald Trump are like these high-profile people. Whales. And you, I mean, and without saying anything too political here, I think we all know Donald Trump is not a kind of person who doesn't like getting credit for saying that he knows someone else who's famous. Right. So he's like, I know who you want to meet. Bruno San Martino. Right. That ended up being the future president of the United States. Say what you will. And he that's how much Bruno San Martino, how big his impact was culture. Right. And as much as I always knew that and knew that my grandfather liked Bruno San Martino, until he died, I truly hadn't done the dive to watch how entertaining he was. Right. He was, if, for anyone there who's, and there are a lot of people out there who are like us, who know he's great but didn't really watch him, and you kind of throw him in the category of it's a long time ago and boring, do the dive on the San Martino collection on the network. And there's some really fun stuff. The podcast this week that came out on Thursday is Brian Koppelman, who created Billions. Mm-hmm. He and I sit down, because he grew up as like the biggest Bruno San Martino fan. Like he obsessed. Oh, I'm sure. That, what, he's in his mid-40s or something? Obsessed, or late fif- 40s? I think early 50s. Okay. And I mean, yeah, grew up obsessed with Bruno San Martino. So he came down and we, and we basically just talked about what it was like. Yeah, we're good. What do you? No, the dog got out into the street. How? My dad came down here to tell you. Oh, no, he didn't tell us. Oh, oh Jess is just saying the dog got into the street. What happened? She, she got out of the she, gate. She got, the street and how'd she get out the, she got out of the gate of the backyard? Oh my! Do you need to go handle anything? Uh, Everything's fine. Fine, because a, a nice Samaritan yeah. stopped her car. Uh huh. And I was like, she wants to get in your car. Open the door. <laughs> what? What? Wait, wait, wait! Come here and duck under the camera. Duck under the camera and come over to the couch. So Jess just came down and said that the dog just got out into but the I'm street. Just you that it's right there. Fine. Yeah, yeah. No, By everything's right. fine. The dog is fine. Wow. How, what are your thoughts right now? What do you? That's a lot to take in right now. Yeah, I heard the dog barking. I didn't know that the dog. She got out and then she was running. Uh, we live on a busy street and she was running up the street. Yeah. And past past all of the neighbors and then she, when she would see me, she would think it would be fun and keep running, like running faster. And so I ran into the house and I got peanut butter bones. Oh my god, we have the same dog. Yeah. yeah. And I and I ran after her like like my life depended on it because it would not be good to come back home and be like so the dog is dead or gone or whatever. But I hope you guys had a I'd good really greatest upset. Royal Rumble podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be really upset by that. Yeah. So did so you? So then, an, uh, so a nice person yeah. was driving by and noticed that she was just like alone in the street and stopped their car. And was she I, just kind of wandering in the like she wasn't running? Not running. She but, just she wanted to play with me. She wanted to play. But if you had gone up to her, she would have ran. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I screamed to them. She wants to get in your car. So open the door. And so they open the door, and then she's like, wants to get in, but she's freaked out. And I was like, open the back door of your car. Oh, my God. Because she loves to jump in the car. Uh-huh. And she did? And no, she didn't. Not this time. But I got to, I could grab her. While she was distracted by the car door. Yeah. Uh, here's the important That's amazing, though, that a neighbor was just like, okay, strange dog, jump in my car. Yeah, well, yeah. I, well, hold on. Here's the question I have. Did we, did we, when I say we, I, let's be honest, I mean you, yeah. do something here? Or did the dog just push the door? How did the dog do this? Oh, yeah, yeah, no. That, I think an accident happened. What happened? I think like, somebody in our family may have left the gate open by accident. Who had the gate? Dad, I think my dad. Okay. Oh. Did he okay. feel bad? Well, hold on. Tra- you have to understand, what uh, I was trying to understand here was the dynamic of her calm with dealing with you. 
because I was like, wait, if I had been the one, oh. so we have le- a, we my have wife a- would have come downstairs. She probably would just come up and turned off whatever was happening. <laughs> and we have like- a backyard that's gated off, and the Lila can run around in the backyard. And uh, but we, but it's there's a gate, and the gate opens up into the driveway, which then goes, you know, runs into the street. Obviously, it's, it's also funny in retrospect. Driveways tend to do. It's retro. It's funny in retrospect that your father-in-law came downstairs, tried to deliver a message to us. Neither of us knew what he was saying. I and thought because 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 your dad came down with the baby. Yeah. And I was like, I had like, I was running. I thought he was just saying hi and showing the baby what we were he doing. He wanted you to go up. Because I was like, get Sam. Because I was in over my head because she was gone. I couldn't get her back. So he was supposed to come and. Yes. That was not a. Oh, that wasn't. No, that's he, not how you deliver that message. It seemed like very calm. No, I was like, get Sam. And yeah, we would have put. We would have. I, I, I think we could have paused the show. It's that's not that it. important. I was like, what is happening when I had her? I was like, guys, like. Where it, where's my help? Where's my reinforcements? But yeah, it all worked out. And I'm, so I'm scared. This makes me so nervous in retrospect. And I'm, where is where's the dog now? She's in the house having a peanut butter bone. Well, feel free to send her down here. Oh, helpful. I was going to. I was so I thought that you were in on it, and like you were like, okay, we're streaming live, so you're not going to stop for whatever. Oh my god! So, what kind of Jess? I, I didn't know why you didn't. Were you annoyed? Help me. No, I was just. See, this is why Jess is so great because That's, she wasn't annoyed. She's, she not, she's not on an, at an emotional place. She's there to solve the problem. That's incredible. That's how the Roberts handle things. <laughs> We're problem tell solvers. Random car drivers to open their open, open your, your back door. Open your door. <laughs> I cannot believe like that if she was I was calling driving. for your help, you never came. Yeah. And when she came downstairs, she still didn't. Seem because, angry because yeah because well because my 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 dad's brought the kid down here before while we're doing shows oh. and just but just been like look there's your dad doing a show like it's like sure. it's fun to see like isn't that interesting? look at the baby and oh yeah it's look at your dad in the house it. right yes. now yes wow yeah I think my dad probably just maybe he's guilty maybe he didn't I, don't I know. think he I, yeah I think I don't know what happened I don't think it was him it could have been Lila who knows the gate open and I think that he also like. Didn't understand the dynamic of this. That this is just me and Rosenberg just talking but about the greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah we could have. We could okay. honestly, like, you know what I would have done? Because I also know how to, you know, build suspense. Because I care we about just, the show we too. We just run off. We'll we no, 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 no. I leave it live. Because you know, I'd have more viewers watching an empty studio. What's going on? Going like, oh my god, they just left. Like, just throw the headphones <laughs> at it and go like, I gotta go save my dog. That would have been a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have no, been. A- I did. Thanks. Wow, Jess, good job. Thanks. Thank you, thank you. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I have nightmares about my dog. We haven't even got we haven't even gotten to the cruiserweight championship match yet. <laughs> <laughs> to think we had derailed and talked about Bruno San Martino. Yeah. We got nowhere. That's why no, that's fine. I'll take it. You can leave it. People are like, Thanks, is, is Lila Garrity okay? Lila Garrity is okay. Lila oh, Garrity. And Jess goes, She's great. She's nope. got peanut butter bone. No, we gotta have a conversation. Yeah. Okay. Me and you. Your father-in-law. What kind of delivery of an emergency message was that? It's, it's a weird one. Like he clearly he just held the baby in the air, smiling. Yeah, he clearly like didn't you? Because you were distracted I, for a I, second. I kind of lifted my headphones off, kind of like, huh? But you, so you lifted your headphones. So there was this moment for him. I, I thought, yeah, yeah. Was there something, or did you just want to show the baby or what we were doing and stuff? Yay! <laughs> Lila Garrity is. is here, alive and well, <laughs> better than ever. Oh, what a scary moment, Lila Garrity. Yeah, you don't I mean, even realize yeah. you don't even realize what almost happened. <laughs> but yo, so I, at some point you need to have a conversation about delivering emergency messages. Yeah, there she is. She found her spot over there. I thought she was gonna. She'll walk onto the set at some point. Um, yeah, like wow. don't worry about interrupting this. No, no, your dog might have 
I mean, a dog in the street is bad news. Everyone knows if you're a dog owner. It's a residential street. The cars go by here so quickly. The second, the second a dog's in the street, that's like a level level four red. This is an emergency, right? Like I need to go put myself in the street. Oh, just I to do stop anything. everything. Of course, right. Get some police tape up here. Nobody can drive on this street because this dog is running around and panicking in front of cars. Oh my god! Wow. All right. Well, hey, hey, can you switch angles too? Let's yeah, see. there. I was seeing if how if, do you do that. Lila was going to come in here and... Hey, Lila. Come here. Come here, Lila. Bring your bone. She's no, getting, she's finished. She's she's getting treats. Yeah, she's like, I'm not... Yeah, right. I'm not doing now, that. Now, for the record, we are giving her just a reward. She basically just escaped and almost killed herself. She did, but she came back. So now she's... <laughs> now she's been, since we almost lost you, we must treat you to something delicious. Yeah. Lila. Lila. Come here. She's just chewing. <laughs> Lila, you want to join us? Come here, Lila. She's like, ah, no, I'd rather go run in the street for a while. All right, so where we so Bruno San Martino's great. You should go check him out sometime if you get I mean, an opportunity. Yeah. I think you'll really, He's, I think if you dig in, you'll really appreciate it. He's terrific. There she is. Here she is. <laughs> hey, Lila. There we go. Is there an angle for her? Can you see oh, her? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People can see her. People yeah. can see her. Good dog. They I hear her, her too. Lila, are you doing all right now? <laughs> Look at that. Okay. You did good. She does. She feels she's she's feeling much better. All right, good. Go relax on the rug over there. I'll there tell you, you go. Yeah, there, there she is. She's just go. gonna chill out for a while. When Dalton Castle was over here doing the podcast, she wouldn't leave him alone the whole time. Really? It was really distracting. You watch the video on YouTube. It's just it's just Lila. Just getting pet the whole time. Well, it's a good dog. All right, let's let's breeze through this Royal Rumble, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't even know what to title this YouTube video now. It's like Peter Rosenberg, career, Sam's dog almost got lost, and greatest Royal Rumble recap. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you just got it. Sorry, guys. Oh, um, um, sure right. are people leaving comments like, "I wish your dog did die"? Uh, well, no, it's not, no. People are going, "Oh, Lila's cute." Uh, <laughs> why snap at the pooch like Opie at an intern? That's not cool. <laughs> do we? No one snapped at the pooch, do we? No, I went like Lila, come oh, here to get her attention. That's Opie you know, and intern. Snapping yes, and got it. Got that's it. just not a way you treat a human being. Um, Cedric and Kalisto for the cruiserweight title. Cedric wins again. I mean, yeah, all fine. Uh, I'm not. I think we all could have seen that. Uh, Woken Matt and Bray Wyatt were going to win the tag titles. Seemed pretty clear, mainly because the bars on SmackDown. Yeah, bars so. on SmackDown. Bar doesn't really need titles. And then there was a, an interesting moment on the show where they went to the commercial for Saudi Arabia. They went back to the uh, kickoff show panel and they did all the backstage stuff. Which I'm assuming. Why was Jr. only there when they came back to it, but not? He wasn't there at the beginning, was he? He was there for the second half at the beginning. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming now that whole middle part after the first hour and 15 or whatever was for prayer. Because, you know, Muslims have to pray five times Yes, yes. So I'm assuming that that's what that was yep, all about. That's, that's why they didn't, went back. they didn't show the arena. And clearly the Jericho list stuff was not live for the audience because they didn't react. Right. So I'm assuming that that's what that was. Lila's upstairs barking. I hope she's not back in the street. Let's, let's hope she's in the house. <laughs> um, then you had, uh, we got back from the break and Jeff Hardy and Jinder Mahal not so, again, Jinder's on Raw, Jeff Hardy's on SmackDown, I am, I, title stays on SmackDown. I will say this, I, I really thought, thought that after Mania, they were like, alright, well you know what, we're not going to let Jinder just completely fall apart, we're going to try to give us a little bit more push. Dude, and Jinder Mahal cannot win a match on Raw. No. He is, he... Nor can he catch a swanton. Or no, it was a whisper in the wind. Oh my god, I, yeah. You know what? Thank god for Titus. Thank god for Titus, exactly. Thank and by the way... What happened with Jinder was much worse. What happened with Titus didn't affect anyone. It was hilarious. I think we'll get to it later. I think it was going to be great for Titus. Well, what happened with Jinder wasn't an accident. He just did it. It's just... 
Like he just made a mistake. And by the way, we've all been there. Some of us have terrible moments from the WrestleMania kickoff show. It's tough for me to criticize anybody at this point. You get it. It's mm-hmm. happened. I've, we all had moments where we just ished the bed. Right. But what I didn't understand was once you realize, and I love gender, he's my dude, once you miss the whisper in the wind, just go jump on ta- up top of him and start I punching know, and him. Right? there was the second delay where he's like, all right, let me fall then. Right, because if you attack him, then it's like, oh well, that makes sense from a from a let's from a working standpoint, it makes sense. Yeah, Hardy went for a whisper in the wind. He missed time that he missed. Yeah, now yeah. you're jumping on top of him, and beating him up. I really did enjoy, did enjoy uh, Graves and Cole doing commentary over it because they were like, oh, I guess he did hit him. He caught him. Actually, he didn't. Maybe it was the wind or something. Like whisper was, in the wind. Yeah, it was just it was tough. But yeah, I, I find it startling that because if you remember Jinder. He's basically in the Kurt Hawkins role on Raw before he moves to SmackDown, right? He moves to SmackDown, all of a sudden main event WWE champion. Yep. Moves back to Raw, he's 0-3, and and looks like he might be starting a rivalry with No Way Jose. Like, what happened? Why? What is it about Mondays and Jinder Mahal? And and I just don't... To me, Jinder... You made him so big... That there is a built-in credibility that he has now because he was on top for a long time. There should, unless you're just admitting that he should never have been champion. Right, and, but I, but I'm telling you right now, I know there are people, I know wrestling fans who love Jinder still. Mm-hmm. Be like at first they resisted him, but then they were like, Nah, you know what? He's huge. He's kind of the man. I kind of like him. Yeah, and he's a good bad guy. Right, he's not that many good bad guys. Exactly, and and then now they're just what I wanted to see happen with Jinder was when he won the U.S. championship at WrestleMania. I was like, oh, they're going to give him a little bit more of a push here. I just wanted to see the bad guy character again just tone down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, make him a little bit less what they had, like Tiger from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Right. Like this 80s caricature Indian dude. Tone it down. Tone the grimaces down. Tone the racial talk down. Not because it's defensive. It just wasn't working that well. Right. And, and make him just... Let him just be a bad guy. Right. A big badass. That's it. And let's see where it goes. Right. And now it seems like he's on his way back to 3MB. Right. Oh, except uh, uh, McIntyre's nowhere near 3MB. Well, it's, it's, it's 3B. Be two, it's going to be 2MB. It's going to be... Yeah, uh, 2MB. It's going to be Heath Slater and Jinder. Because that works for them, but like McIntyre's on a whole other level. And by the way, have you seen how big McIntyre is now? Yeah, he's incredible. Big, yeah, exactly. By the way, they would have a fun story together. Yeah, you could have something fun with Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal, but not if they keep not if Jinder keeps going this way. You move on to the uh, Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos. I think this is the right move. You can't have the Bludgeon Brothers do as well as they did at WrestleMania, and then not when they've got one less team to worry about, not do well again, right? But it didn't seem to your point that match didn't seem like the follow up to SmackDown when Jimmy, I think it was, stole the win over Roman. Right, like there was this feeling of like, oh, maybe the Usos have the Bludgeon Brothers number. Maybe they learned from... they're figuring it out now. Right, they learned from WrestleMania. They've gotten a singles win now. Okay, maybe they're starting to figure out what And I bet on SmackDown we'll keep going that way, but they just jumped away from it for the... Just forget this. Bludgeon Brothers Just forget this. Um, You had uh, Seth and Joe and Miz and Balor ladder match. Awesome. Monroe, my favorite part? Was it the finish? Yes. Never seen that. No. All the, all the ladder. Snatches it from it, him. And then falls did off. you notice the belt? Oh, yeah. Busted poor Balor open. Finn gets busted wide open. But I've in all the ladder matches I've seen on WWE TV, I don't remember. Maybe someone will remind us. 
someone just sprinting up the ladder, stealing it. It was the equivalent of a roll-up win, but in a ladder match. Right. Ran up the ladder, stole it, fell off. Right. I love that. That yeah. should happen more often. Yeah. It's hard to do, but you, you had a perfect angle, you got up the ladder, and yep. you just stole it. Yeah, I, thought I thought that was, it was a terrific. cool finish. I thought it was terrific, too. Uh, and it may, yeah, I mean, and again, another match where the champion retains, but it's noteworthy because of the, how cool the finish was and everything. Yeah. And also a little weird, and we'll get into it with, after the cage match, but... Now Roman Joe, based on the fact that they're on separate shows and neither one of them won titles or anything, feels like a weird match for Backlash, doesn't it? I I was so surprised that Joe went to SmackDown. Doesn't really make sense. And and I don't know how that match exists on Backlash. Right, right. It's just like almost like a cleanup from like, oh yeah, well we started this, we'll just finish it and then move on. I to felt it. there were a few things that felt like they were just decided the night of the shakeup. Right. And they were like, wait, well, there's a lot of ramifications. Samoa Joe in particular. Right, He's exactly. Tied that into one, a lot of stuff. That one really felt like they were like, let's just move him to SmackDown. Well, we just started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, may have been, it may have been that someone like literally confused it. They're like, who? They're like, Samoa, and they're like, you said Samoa Joe? All right, do it. And then afterwards, <laughs> they're like, why'd Samoa Joe end up on SmackDown? Yeah, wait, I, said Sammy, said, I said Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane. I thought you said Samoa Joe. Yeah, because Sammy's not here. Samoa Joe is. Oh, my God. No, we wanted Samoa Joe on Rasta. What, are, you, are you crazy? But he's here. It's too late. He's on SmackDown. Now. He's here. Yeah, like, all right. He's on SmackDown. It's the rules. It, the rules. it just doesn't feel. No, it doesn't. He didn't get enough time on Raw with the injuries. Like, there was still more right, to he, do. Well, he's only two weeks on Raw since the injury. Like, he, he, his total time on Raw was like half a year. Right. It, was, right. it wasn't enough. Although he could be great on SmackDown. Oh, he, I'm sure he will be. And, I, and by the way, I, I, SmackDown now did really well after the draft. But, Tremendous. Uh, or the shakeup. But yeah, I, I thought there could have been more time. And of course, that was the Miz's match too. Um, but again, I think I think the only reason the Miz is on SmackDown is to win the WWE Championship. He, that's and it should happen. That's well, and absolutely then, what should and happen. And then and then eventually lose it to Daniel Bryan, or, or at least have like I think I think the Miz Bryan match should not happen until WrestleMania. Agreed. And should be a the WWE Championship match. Agreed. Yeah. Although um, I love, I will love the image. I will love the image of the Yes Lock on Big Cass. It'll look awesome. I love I, that's why I, I I like this big cast thing. Love it, and also, and we'll talk about it with the Royal Rumble match itself. But big cast was used perfectly because, as we've learned from the past, history, no matter what Kanye West Twitter says, does repeat itself. And if Daniel Bryan were to get eliminated from a Royal Rumble match, boo, 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 boo. We know that's going to get heat. Let's give the heat to Cass. Yep, and then allow Braun to be the hero. Yep, and it worked perfectly. But we'll we'll get to the rumble match in a second. I believe at this point, or maybe it was before that match, we did the thing with the uh, Saudi Arabian recruits. Yes, and the Davari brothers. Cool to see both Davari brothers. Yeah, and I thought that that one guy who kind of took the mic more oh, with the yeah. long hair. Oh yeah, yeah, he was already there, man. Yeah, I was into him. He it was like, hey, do you, which you guys wants to go for it? He was like, I'm going for it. Right when he was like, I, this is my dream. I'm like. Yeah, you're my favorite wrestler. Yeah, he like, was re- are they like moving here and becoming like... Well, I-, I had heard that they were going to... Part of this 10-year deal was they were going to invest more heavily in a Saudi, a Saudi performance center... I don't know if that's Jeez. happening. I don't. I really don't know. Well, if with those guys, it was clear kind of that like these are the new guys that are going to start training. It seemed yeah. like it's, you would think if this ten year deal is here, we haven't spent a lot of time yet talking about the financial impl- implications. Would have to include that now. There's going to be some talent from Saudi Arabia. Has to be. Has to be. It's, I mean, you can't you can't do Canadian radio without Brian Adams playing. You know? Right. Exactly. You can't go back over there next year. It's certainly in two years and be like, oh, we don't have a guy who's pretty big time here. Right. And everyone in Saudi Arabia roots for him. Well, that's clearly part of WWE's global plan is to have people that represent the globe on the show. 
that's what you would think. Which, so, you know, is a, that dude certainly seemed like a candidate, the one who could talk. You know, AJ Nakamura, um, again, I think this was just about that venue getting to see that match because it ended in a double countout. You know, right. wasn't, that, that, wasn't... That's and, just being and, straightforward with you. And another low blow. It's like, clearly, we're going to continue this AJ Nakamura story for some time, and we don't want to waste a chapter here. My pick is they are... That's one story that's going through SummerSlam. All the way to SummerSlam. Where so are we we're now? In, we're in June. We're, no, we're about to be in May. Uh, yeah, I can't see it going on. I feel like it's going to wrap up by SummerSlam, and the next chapter has to begin for one of those guys. So that, Honestly, that, you know what my SummerSlam match is? Nakamura's still a bad guy versus Brian. Good ooh, that's, guy. That's I fun. mean, because I feel like from now until August, we can play with AJ and Nakamura. I'm all about it. Do you it. feel it's a little disappointing? You know, I wouldn't be against Miz versus AJ, Nakamura versus Brian at SummerSlam. No, I wouldn't either. It is surprising, though. I believe the clock on Nakamura's career is somewhat limited. I don't think he's going to last forever, right? Um, Why do you say that? I don't know. I, I just feel like... From what I've heard and highlights I've went back and watched, I, we know he's in the later version of who he is. This is not the same guy sure. that he was ten years ago. And and I mean, just looking at the calendar, right? No, like we know what, how what is he thirty eight? Some somewhere around there. He's in his late thirties. So, but like, I just don't know if he's the freak that like AJ is, right? That's uh, coming into his prime at forty. Right, right. I just I just don't sense that. I'm surprised. Although I mean, he the, doesn't work a style that you can't. And the heel character is completely breathing new life into this thing. Like he's become like this is. The character. Nakamura. Like, everybody's interested in Nakamura now. Yeah, and it could end up leading to him being a good guy version of it again with some of the nuance you pick up from being And it's this. a whole different thing now. I was just surprised we didn't get the big crowning babyface championship moment. It just seemed like it had to happen first. For Nakamura? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he'd win it. I thought he he wins it that night. And someone said, well, you can't do that. And I went, well, you can turn heel on AJ the next day. Right. And be the heel champion. Yeah, no, I Why just, not the next day just do the... I'm not, I'm not saying one's bad and one's right, good. Right, right, I'm just surprised just we didn't get I, the music playing in the stadium like that moment. I don't think that as a good guy, he was over enough. AJ Styles is a more popular good guy. Like, if yeah, well, one of those two is the baby face to run a brand, it's AJ, clearly. Well, and that... but I mean, I think AJ is like... Like almost Cena level in terms of being popular um, well, and, and potential to be popular. He's more popular than Cena. He doesn't get any booze. It's right. Not, it's not split. And like, I adults mean, and like, kids loved AJ Styles. Exactly. He's incredibly popular. Exactly. I agree. The only part that I would I would argue is that you could have had that moment, that crowning moment for Nakamura at WrestleMania. And I do think that when that music played and he's holding the title up, it would have been a moment. Oh, it definitely would have been a he moment. He would have been... It, we would have. would the popularity he had at the beginning would have been momentarily restored, and to take that the next day, and, then, and when they meet and go to shake hands, him as champion turns on AJ. Yeah. AJ's now not only a lovable babyface, he's chasing. I don't know. There's some. There's something there. I think. But that does screw up the timing a little bit to get to a Miz Bryan championship thing because now, because in order to get to the Miz being champion, you have to get the title off. Of you'd Nakamura. have to get the title off Nakamura. Presumably AJ Styles would do that. He probably wouldn't do it. Oh, until, can, I argue, can I argue this though? And then AJ Miz, would have Miz to, and Daniel Bryan don't need a title. They don't need it, but it's the, fun. But the Miz shouldn't be on SmackDown if he's not the champion. Like Miz should have been the champion before he went to Raw. Miz is the best. Like he shouldn't be on SmackDown if he's not the champion. 
At least when he was on Raw, he was one of the big stars of Raw, and he was the Intercontinental right, and that, champion. Right, and that means something different, right. Like, he shouldn't be on SmackDown if he's not the champion or not going to be the champion. Or not in a, not in a story to become yeah. champion. And I think that it, it does make the Daniel Bryan Miz match even bigger if it's the championship match. And they haven't had their match yet. Fair and, and we're... We're it telling, always makes it bigger. You remember how much bigger the WrestleMania 27... I can't believe two references to WrestleMania 27 on this show. The WrestleMania 27 match with The Miz and Cena became in the moment because of the intro that The Miz had when they played that package of who The Miz is. It was the one of the best packages they've ever done. But that story that Daniel Bryan and Miz have, starting with Bryan's debut in NXT mm-hmm. and going... All the way up to talking smack, all the way up to Brian's return, all the way up to the Miz's kicks, all like the Miz kicks, the whole thing. I, I love it. And the titles on the line, and this is what Daniel Bryan has to deal with. You know, I just think that it's it's a whole thing. So I felt like the Taker Rusev coffin match was like it gave me such an old school I'm a kid again vibes because it was classic nineteen ninety-four good guy Undertaker has to put a bad guy in a coffin and it's as simple as that did you like it more than the Mania match with Cena yes because because the Mania match with Cena just was what it was it was just the Undertaker rolling out his greatest hits now the Mania match with Cena was more newsworthy because it was a surprise it was a total shock but I a total shock would be an aggressive statement to have that match go three minutes and Cena get zero offense oh god I think it existing oh no 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 okay that would be the result. Was that a would shot. be a major stretch. Right. The way the, the you way, understand why I reacted that uh, way. Yeah, you're like Sam. Let's okay. Hold I on. understand we're shilling, but <laughs> let's not go <laughs> let's crazy. Not okay, the result was surprising. Yes. Yeah, the 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 execution of the match was the surprise. Yeah, the fact that Cena just got rolled over in three minutes. I did not see. I don't think anyone saw that coming. No. But I enjoyed this match more because it brought me back to my childhood watching the Undertaker put a bad guy in the coffin. It was what it was, and some people are like, "Well, Rusev's not a bad guy. He's the most popular." You know, Rusev's a bad guy, regardless yeah. of how many people. Yeah, regardless of him. how many people love him, and in fact, hold on, the reason you guys love him is because he's a bad guy. He's such a great, obnoxious bad guy. If he wasn't a bad guy and he was trying to be a good guy, Mm-mm. you wouldn't be into him. No. So let's not pretend he's not a bad guy. Right, he's a bad guy. We go to the cage match for the uh, Universal Championship. You know what? I gotta tell you, I didn't really, I, I didn't end up. I watched it. Like I said, I was watching this one at work, so I don't have a really good take on this. Well, the only real take is that. Brock leaves Saudi Arabia the champion. So the conversation is where... And Roman's lost him a million times. Right. So where does Roman go? That's one conversation. And the other conversation is there. it did seem like the finish was flubbed because Roman spears Lesnar through the cage. They both go through the cage. Lesnar's... Lesnar... How'd they go through the cage? The, the cage wall broke. And they, but like, oh, they were outside of the cage. So they were outside the cage, and then he speared him through it. Got it. So they were like, since Lesnar was the one that was speared through, his shoulders went back first. So Lesnar wins, but Lesnar's not on the floor; he's still on the cage wall. And Roman's feet hit the floor first. So the both feet touch the floor. The Shawn Michaels rule, undoubtedly, you go back to watch it. There is no conversation. Roman's both of Roman's feet were on the floor before Lesnar's. Because they, they were the cage wall went. Did with them. commentary bring any attention to this or no? There was a confu- There was absolutely a confusion. Yes, yes. I mean, it wasn't like like it was clearly like we have to. I don't know what story we're telling here. And then and then the ref just came up and said they said well no it wasn't it, the cage match has nothing to do with the feet. Lesnar hit first, so Lesnar wins. Oh. <laughs> oh. Huh. I have all these memories as a kid of Hulk Hogan trying to climb down the cage. No, he could have fallen on his head. It wouldn't matter. <laughs> 
Like if his ankles were tied up in the cage, get those fingertips on the floor. You're good to go. You probably didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah, well, now you know. Thank, thank God for the greatest Royal they, Rumble. They call it the Saudi Arabian rule. Right. Right. Now, the uh, the greatest... And where does Roman go? I mean, well, to me... So backlash he, with Joe. So here's what I said. And I stand by this now more than ever. I said that I believe that when you're in a relationship that you thought was going to be awesome, like when you have a girlfriend, right? And you're like, she and I connect on a whole other level. We're going to get married. This is my life. And then half, and then all your family's around you going like, she's crazy. That is not the girl for you. And you're like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. At some point in that relationship, 100% of the time, you realize your family was all right. Your family is being represented, by the way, by the fans that are booing Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is that girl. And Vince McMahon is the boy. And he's going, huh. And he this realizes. Hot take alert, by the way, from Sammy. I'm, right. I'm into this. Right. And he realizes, right? Vince is in his relationship with Roman, metaphorically, figuratively, and he realizes all these fans booing are right. You know why? Because he found his true love in Braun Strowman. And this was months ago. Oh, my God. But he didn't want to admit what was going on because he had pledged his life. They were engaged already, by the way. They were engaged to be married. People had been saying... They sent to save the dates. People are saying, we've never seen him this in love. This is the most in love he's ever been. The last time he was this in love, it was John, but this is right. different. Right. This, this is, is different. This reminds us of his marriage to Hulk. Right. This is the one. But then he was like, he doesn't even want to admit. But then everybody else is going like, but I don't think it should be, but it is. Right? But then he, but because he's falling in love with Braun, and he's like, but I've kind of committed myself to Roman. And I think that what we're seeing here is this slow transition where we just find out that Braun is the guy because Braun is the guy like Braun has everything that classically WWE has wanted in a champion Braun has everything that fans want in a champion I've been saying Braun is a good guy from like he was beating up jobbers and I was like Braun Strowman is a good guy and people would write to me like you're crazy Sam he's a bad guy and I went he is not a bad guy but here's my my question, and, like- and 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 Vince is I I think you're seeing you're starting transitioning to see out of his relationship with Roman. Not to say Roman's going to get thrown down and buried and blah blah blah. It's just he's not the guy that's going to be cemented as the champion forever. Well, guess what that is? The best thing that's ever happened to to Roman Reigns. Right, because that's the best thing that ever happened to Roman. If Roman Reigns it's best is best for free, everybody. If Roman Reigns is free. Of the love treatment he's gotten. Right. He will show what he is, which is a great in-ring talent. Go to my interview with Braun. It was on the podcast. It's on this YouTube channel. You can see Braun says, like, the reason he got better was because he was working with Roman every night on house shows. Oh, yeah. That's what made him a better in-ring wrestler. So it's better for Roman. It's better for Braun. My one question that I'll push you on. I am curious to how someone of his style and size stays on top as a good guy for a long time. How did Hogan do it? He had three moves. But Hogan wasn't as big. I know it sounds crazy. Hogan was still able to look up at bigger men. So you're Braun's saying, the biggest man I've ever seen. You're saying, how does Braun develop the sympathy needed to be a good guy champion? That is exactly right. Yeah, I mean, that's a question. Who is he an underdog against on planet Earth? Well, you're going to need uh, Brock... And that's how you start that story. Okay. You know and what then, I mean? And then... and then. But then, you, yeah, you go... And from, by the way, even Brock... 
Not to me. He hasn't beaten him yet. No, that's why. But and when he's you're had look- chances. He hasn't beaten him. But when you're looking at them next to each other, it's not like you instantly go, oh, yeah, he's an underdog. No, but guy. they had a one-on-one match, and they had that fatal four-way. Well, and, and then in real life, the fact that Brock actually knocked him silly in that match. Right. That actually works great for the narrative. Show the, show the footage. Show that footage of him that one time being like, yo, and just jab at him. Yeah. But anyways, where do you go from there, though? Right. No, that's a great question. And I and I think it depends on it, – it, 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 it counts on, number one, I think your first opponent – might be a finally and it could happen a heel Roman Reigns being like that's mine you took my spot you know what I mean like Roman Reigns may be the Randy Savage this is crazy you talk about hot takes on hot takes you're, you're really this is a Saturday you're dropping bombs but as the future unfolds within years Roman Reigns could be the Randy Savage to Braun Strowman's Hulk Hogan where you know, like, like he, he does. That's he, my not the reverse because you would right now say it's the reverse. Braun is the Randy Savage and, to Roman's, Roman's Hogan, but that's not true because because Braun's actually already Hogan. And when, yeah, because when Braun gets the title, he's not going to be holding it until Roman's ready. It's his. He's the guy. He will be the guy. What about first? Of all, I love that. What about an idea of when? And you, I think, and I think it depends. Like you could have Roman Reigns, who's now this guy who could and has beaten Braun Strowman. And he could beat him again. So you have you can you can do that for a little bit, and then you have to have giant bad guys. And if you watch the Greatest Royal Rumble, you can see they're investing heavily in really big bad guys. You know what I mean? Well, the, what about what about treating him, giving him a little bit of Andre treatment too, where he doesn't? It's, it's two on ones. It's three on ones. It's battle royals. It's you really give him the. You can do that, but you can't main event shows with the no. title on the line because that's an Andre was an attraction. No, but when you take him on the road for house shows, yes, it can always be stuck. He's just beating up three guys. The Miz and the Miz Dirage versus, all, and you know, all day. Miz isn't on Raw anymore, so it's yeah, a bad example. Idea. But yes, a hundred percent. Or the Miz and Big Cass against yeah. whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yes. Um, yes, but yeah. So that's that's. That's what I think about that. And scorching, I think that that's... Scorching takes to that. I think that that's why Braun won. There was no doubt in my mind. You could go back. I said it on the podcast. I said it on the Busted Open show on Sirius. Braun's winning. The, like, literally the 50-man Royal Rumble was built for Braun Strowman. Because there's no title on the line. And it's 50, man. It's the biggest Damn ever. Damn it, he'll win the greatest Rumble ever. Right, right. And look at these big guys that are in it. And Braun Strowman still won. This thing, it, like, nobody, it doesn't cost anybody anything. We don't have to immediately take him to a WrestleMania main event. We don't have to do any of that. But you have to survive 50 guys. This thing, and I thought the ending was played perfectly in the sense that they, we actually did see some story where we got a lot of, where Daniel Bryan set the record. And lasted from one to fifty, went all the way. His 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 chest looked like he'd been run over by a tractor it was, trailer. It's unbelievable. How disgusting! It is. And Big Cass spoils it for all of us. And then thank God for Braun Strowman and his green belt championship. He is it a cha- is it a, was it a championship? Is it called a championship though? Title. It's a title. It's a title. It's a title. Uh, and his big sword trophy. He eliminates Big Cass. And you know, like I said. He's not going to have to defend that title. He's not going to... I mean, it's just a show and to be like, hey, Saudi Arabia, look at what we got. If Braun Strowman... I mean, if Roman Reigns were still the guy that the WWE was like, he's going to be our guy forever, that show is ending with Roman Reigns in the ring with his hands in the air. Vince McMahon got in the ring at the end of a show put on for Saudi Arabia, who must have spent tons of money on this. Obviously, they're looking at this partnership like it's a huge, huge business venture because it's a ten-year deal. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the night, which, which I believe will be in the billions when it's all said and done. I'm yes. assuming. At the end of the night, it's Vince McMahon in the ring with one superstar, 
and it's Braun Strowman. And you want an even hotter take? The only reason they created a belt, a championship title for that battle royal, is because they wanted to end that show with Braun Strowman holding a title in the air. I love that take also. Because that's the visual they wanted for the end of the show. You know how WWE is with the visual for the end. They well, end that's because that's what you're going to look back at forever. you got to have that moment, that crowning moment. And that's what they wanted. That's why Braun Strowman is 100% the guy in the eyes of WWE. Don't worry. Everybody's like, oh, Roman Reigns, oh, this, oh, that. Don't worry about any of it because Braun's the guy. And they're doing it right this time. Well, get ready, Sam. You see, I love everything you told us, but the only mistake you made is that you assumed that fans would hear what you're saying and then go, oh, my gosh, that sounds so cool. Good news. They'll say that at first. In two months, they'll start booing Braun Strowman. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because nobody <laughs> and cheering Roman Reigns. That's what's gonna happen. They're, and they're so predictable. Nobody, Everyone's so predictable. Nobody actually remembers that Roman Reigns was picked by the people. I, he was, I you he know, was I, the number one guy in the Shield. You know, that's been that's been my thing. I've been I've been hanging on this for a year. <laughs> yeah. Every time I talk about it, I go, you, you guys, the internet. Everyone, I was at the live shows. We picked Roman. And when WWE was like, Wait, who do you like? Roman? All right, cool. We'll go Roman. Everyone's like, no. <laughs> we want Dean. We want Seth. We want anyone but Roman. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And I just am I'm really excited. I really hope that, you, that if you're right, they realize that at some point, they acknowledge it, and we get to see Roman do what Cena never did, which is just work as a legit bad guy. Right. I, I would love to see that. Because they can afford that when Braun Strowman is the exactly. guy. They, 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 that would be a really a, But a it doesn't happen benefit. until Braun Strowman is officially the guy. And, and maybe when Cena finally comes back to do that story of, like, it's, I don't have it anymore. He wins the title one more time for Braun Strowman. At least that's the match. Who knows who wins? Right. Maybe he. Maybe that's when he does the honors for Braun and steps away for a while. Who knows? Or maybe he, he wins the title from him. But Braun, and it's babyface, 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 big babyface Braun Strowman is your champion of the universe. Wow. I you love know? it. I love it. Now, the only we, we've touched on everything except for the most important moment of the night. I saved it for last for a reason. L have you ever, and I want to be clear about this and unequivocal, I love Titus. He's the greatest. He's been on the podcast. People were like, I, I couldn't believe what a good guy he he's was. Just, he's always like that. And by the way. He called me after I put the podcast up, and he was like, hey, I just wanted to thank you for having me on the podcast that's, again. He's that's just you. a real... He's as good a guy as you could ever possibly want to meet in this planet. He... The the fall he took might have been... Like, there's a new standard set for yeah. a botch, for a goof, for something funny happening in wrestling. It was the funniest thing, Sam. Oh. I've, I've watched it and laughed out loud at least ten times. I showed it to my wife. It was the only thing that made her feel better after the dog ran away. <laughs> he went completely under the ring his feet were covered the best thing I saw was someone posted the shot of just his feet sticking out a little bit <laughs> I, it, and I mean and you know how funny everybody in that company thought it was with the idea that they replayed it they replayed it they replayed it and then they moved on but then they replayed it they again they came back and replayed it again and, and Graves is just losing his, his mind Graves and Cole could not no. keep it together. Cole is just sitting there going, "This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is the best thing that's ever happened in a Royal Rumble." But because and I and I really appreciated him selling it that way because it truly was remarkable. It was unbelievable. I thought I'm so glad he's. By the way, I'm so glad he didn't step trip a, a second later and his face would have hit the apron. No, 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 he no. He tripped no, no. at the perfect time. Just no injury at all. I thought, just fine. I always thought that nothing to me as far as slides go would be better than the cha cha slide. No, no, this is it. The Titus slide is the new greatest slide. It's the, the greatest slide at the greatest Royal Rumble. It was 
Unbelievable. I didn't even, I don't even, I'm still trying to figure out the physics of it because it's just a rubber mat. You can't slide like that. He slid 15 feet. He's a giant. He's I'm a, a giant. Man. Oh, he's a he's a massive man. What did you say? He's six 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 seven. I think I think more maybe six eight. Titus is a I think six seven right on the nose. That is a big man. He's huge. He slid completely under the ring, and I'm telling you right now. Please, there have been like, here's a little hot take. If you, I, I think a lot of people in multiple places. Sleep on Titus as a talent. I've I, always, I, I would agree with. That. I've always felt that way. On, and on and every level in the ring. I mean, when he's in the just ring, the manager, commentary, manager, entertaining guy. I truly believe Titus can be. That's I, a big guy. When he first, that's a big guy. <laughs> when Titus first did commentary, do you remember how over he was that yeah. night? Yeah, came I do. out and did commentary when he was still with Darren Young. Yeah, and he was so good at commentary. All right, that faded away. Then he got more popular again. The whole thing happened with Vince. He gets suspended. He comes back. Now. The Titus brand is like in a weird way, kind of a thing. Right. Like it kind of works. Right. It's uh, one of those things that shouldn't work. And on some level, it's like, yeah, but everything about it doesn't work except Titus kind of works. He just works. Yeah. And I, I hope they take advantage of the moment because there is an opportunity Monday yeah. that with a backstage vignette where when someone's talking and then the camera pans up and you see it's Titus, that that building goes insane right because the moment was that universal so where do you put this on a shock master level of all time because look the shock master botch you have to give it a certain amount of credit because it was a guy's debut it was the first like <laughs> and it was like big like here he is our new big main event you don't want this guy in the war games and the Shockmaster trips and falls, and a Stormtrooper helmet falls off his head. I mean, it's just the damnedest thing you've ever seen. To the point that they couldn't go further. But, but that's the, the difference. He, he Titus be, in a better place to deal with this. Oh, 100%. Because he already has an established, goofy kind of character. Because poor Uncle Fred Ottman ended up just being a klutz construction worker guy after that. It, it, that's the thing. It was ruined. Right. Whereas right now with Titus, no. Because there is love for Titus. There's love for Titus. Yeah. I think, honestly, I'm telling you, Titus is the kind of guy... Where if he got the gender treatment one day where all of a sudden he just like won a title, oh, I think people would go nuts. People would be like, that's so cool. And and his nickname would instantly be Title O'Neill. Right. If, if that happened, I think people would pop so big and they've got to come up with something, dude. I, I'm not saying you put him, I'm not saying he gets a rocket on his back, goes to the top of the company, but there should be a new shirt. Like there should be some things done around this slide. He should literally be in the ring doing a promo for like, you know, the, the Titus Worldwide's newest branding opportunity, the Titus Slide. slide. <laughs> Everyone's talking about it. You know, show the statistics on how many replays it got. Right. Like, but there's just something there because I've never seen. Or he does it. promos with like baseball players. He goes to spring training. And he go like, and he's like, let me let me tell you how to steal a home. Let me show you how to steal a base. And he's like showing him the video on his phone. Well, and they take it. And you you don't even have to. Don't wait for spring training. Do it now. Well, go you to, superimpose it. Go, you just show the video of him sliding on a baseball. You yeah. can put him on anything. You should have him go to Yankee Stadium and sit in the Yankees clubhouse and train the guys on how to like steal bases and it slide. Was, I, I just awesome. which angle did you prefer? Did you prefer the? I liked. Okay, so the first one you didn't see it at really. all. No, because they cut. Then there's the one from behind, which I posted that ended up, I mean, thousands of retweets. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and and it goes under. The the best angle for me, they did catch it. I think the second replay catches it when it's it's head on and it's the profile. And so the ring is here and this is Titus. Yep. And you just see him disappear. And that to me is, it doesn't get better than that in life. He and I'm and he's so I like that. Like, I was I, there. No, I'm so glad there were no tables or chairs under there. Like, there's often stuff there. It was, it was literally, I mean, it was like watching 
the reverse of my son being born. <laughs> I know. Because it goes, it goes in. It's a person, and he just disappears into this thing. And you know what? I can't tell you. I, this one's newer, so I don't know which one I liked better. No, I was gonna say I in terms of moments. I don't in your know life, which one meant more to me. This I, one might have. I absolutely was filled with joy. It was. It was Thank amazing. you, Titus. It was the most memorable thing about the night. It was an amazing thing. We're such great broadcasters. We went almost ninety minutes on the nose. Really? Just a perfect length, longer than I thought, but like not. Well, like we had some interesting things that happened. Had the middle. dog. We rambled about our own lives for twenty minutes, and then the dog. Ten minutes with Lila Garrity. Yeah, a lot. But we covered the greatest Royal Rumble. So uh, Peter Rosenberg, you can catch uh, Peter. Of course, we all know about the kickoff shows and everything like that. But uh, what you I would say the number one thing I'm going to promote right now: Complex, YouTube.com/slash/Complex. Go watch Open Late. That's where all you YouTubers can go. There's three episodes already up. Complex uh, has a great YouTube channel already. I watched that uh, sneaker shopping. Oh, well, I started everyone. I need to get the numbers like sneaker shopping. Well, yeah. Well, there's a format thing there. So, like, they have these two shows that get huge numbers, uh-huh. but both have these very particular formats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sneaker shopping uh-huh. and then hot ones. Is that on Complex's YouTube channel? Yeah. Yeah. And that's Eating Wings. Yeah. Both of those things are phenomenal shows that they have these built-in concepts. Ours is like, now we're just trying to get you to like a TV show on the internet. Let me ask you this. Is there any part of you that's like... When you're showing, uh, when you're doing your interview segments, right? You had little Yachty on this week. Yeah. This is a fun, really funny interview. He farts on it. You should watch just By the way, that. that's never happened before. Right. I don't think on a, in like a seemingly televised late night show, mm-hmm. a, a guest has ever lifted up their leg and farted. When you're showing them, when you do your segment where you're going through the stacks and you're showing them uh, yeah. vinyl records that mean something to them. Yes. Did you, when you're coming up with that concept, do you go, okay, like, I want to do something cool here. I have to make it different than Nardwar? No, my the guy who came up with it has never seen Nardwar. Really, never. Because hmm. I looked at so that, he, and I was I, like, I, the second I got, I got comments about that right away. Because to me, that's it's not at all a ripoff. It's just like it feels like because I know that you know Nardwar, and I'm course. like, oh, that's cool. Like you took something that he does and made it more. Like, yeah. So, but here's the thing about that. And also, you're a DJ who co- collects vinyl, so it's your thing. Yeah, Nardwar gives people all kinds of stuff. Yes. A lot of times, their records. Right, mm-hmm. but two things. I love Nardwar. I've helped. I helped Nardwar get Drake. Like I, I Nardwar's my guy. Um, but yeah, a Andrew Goldstein who came up with that bit had uh, until last week when I was like, dude, everyone says it reminds of the Nardwar. He was like, who's Nardwar? Wow. So that's number one. He just thought he loves it because it's authentic to me. It is. It that's is. The, it's it's just also, like that's who you are. I also love like uh, that you don't let them keep the records. There was one moment where like Yachty's like looking at the Childish Gambino record. And you're like, all right, give me that back. Yeah, I'm put <laughs> yeah. this in. I gave. Um, no, I, but I did give Yachty James Brown. That's, oh, yeah. I, I let him keep the, That's the James nice. Brown record. That's nice. Which I got the Yachty interview and everything else. They do a good uh, uh, panel show and uh, panel oh, segment, yeah. the whole oh, thing. Yeah, we do it all. It's over on Complex's YouTube channel. So check that out. Peter Rosenberg, thank you for being here. Of course, Thanks, for you guys listening to the podcast, Cheap Heat comes out every week as well. Yeah. So look that and up And you may have iTunes. just listened to this on my Cheap Heat feed. I may do that. I love that. Who cares? You're welcome to it. I'll send it to you. Well, thank you. Uh, and we will see you again next time here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow at MilkSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast.